Hello, folks, and uh, join us this week to check out Darth Maul. If you liked the episode, give us a like, share, follow, and uh, you know what? Why don't you stick around to find out a little bit of info on this guy? So, starting out, Joker. We're bringing... Oh, yeah. Joker's back, finally. Finally. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, Joker. I mean, I feel like we both know a bunch about this character. I know so much. So one of the characters I knew a lot about from Legends, which sadly is no longer around. Yeah, I feel like that's where a good majority of our knowledge came from. My most of my knowledge came from the Clone Wars show. I mean, that's where most people's is. I mean, at this point, all the canon is pretty much the Clone Wars um, and Rebels. Yep, that's about it. Yeah, but yeah, no, this is honestly, I'd I'd argue he's probably one of my top five characters in Star Wars. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Darth Maul, born 54 BBY, died 2 BBY on Tatooine. Uh, place of birth, Dothamir. 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 This is going to be a rough <laughs> episode for me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to let you take uh, over. So I don't know why you even started that one. <laughs> I'm going so, to let Joker take Maul this. was a Force-sensitive Dathomirian Zabrak. And that is a specific one because Zabraks, there are multiple versions. Because you see, they usually kind of coexist with certain ones are dark side-esque. And then there's the ones that you see on the Jedi that are a little more brown and neutral colors that are the quote-unquote light side versions of the Dathomirs. I'm not going to lie, the, the, the Dathomir planet confuses me. <laughs> oh, man, it's just like a planet of dark side energy with all the, especially all the witches. Oh, yeah, the witches. So he was the son of Dathomir Sisters leader, uh, Mother Talzin. He was also, uh, he also had two siblings, the Knight Brothers, Savage, Oppress, and Feral. And Savage. Savage. Oh, how did I mess that up? I love Savage. Same way you messed up Dathomir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were... I don't know if they were, like, full, full brothers. They called them bread, blood, bread, blood brothers. And Savage was the oldest of the three. So they were probably... I mean, at least half brothers. Yeah. It's also kind of interesting since he was the red one and both of them were yellow. Yeah. So that's where I was like, how much were they really brothers? <laughs> right? Okay, so... Uh... Into his early times as being taken by Sidious. So after sensing his force potential, he was taken to be the apprentice of Darth Sidious in 40 BBY. And Talzin would see uh, from her point of view as Sidious betrayed her and stole Maul away. Because as we talk a little bit, uh, he had actually made a promise to make her his apprentice. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and we see her later on. She's uh, she's not someone you cross. No. But also, I feel, I feel like Sidious doesn't really care. He's strong enough. <laughs> so at Sidious's order, Talzin was to give up Maul to a keeper, threatening to not follow through on his promise. So just... I mean, man, Maul is not a guy you trust. You mean Sidious? Or Sidious. <laughs> yeah, dang, I'm really... <laughs> you think I, yeah, you think I was the one that had been recording the last couple of months. <laughs> yeah, right? Sheesh. 
So over the first few months, Maul was put through relentless domestic abuse orchestrated by his master as a test. He lived with the Knight Brothers keeper, or Knight Brother Keeper's sons, and he would be beaten every few days to the point he couldn't stand it and starved, only being given the scraps his brothers didn't eat. Like he was massively tortured. <laughs> wow. Starting start him young, I guess. So, kind of like how the the last episode we did with Star Wars talking about how bad the Sith were. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the Jedi also weren't great. But here we see very clearly how horrible the Sith can be when they're choosing their apprentices. Yeah. Also, if I'm not mistaken, like, at least with the Jedi, you had the option to deny them. Yep. <laughs> Sith, apparently not so much. So this abuse would warp Maul's perception and his love for his mother turned to resentment for abandoning him, which was what Sidious had wanted. Which, yeah, that's... Smart. At this point, he thinks his mother abandoned him since he gave, she gave him to this other guy and quote-unquote disappeared at the moment. Man, that's rough. <laughs> and so the hatred uh, would start to manifest through the dark side. He would start to practice using it every chance he got, where his quote-unquote brothers would eventually stop beating him, seeing as they were no longer affecting him. Because at a certain point, he just got too angry. It just wasn't bothering him anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, if anything, at that point, it was just fueling him more. I was going to say adapt, overcome, survive. And he did. So rumors eventually spread of a man arriving for the selection of selection to acquire a warrior apprentice. When that day arrived, Maul's keeper refused to allow him to participate, but he used the dark side to break down the locked door and follow. Some real Cinderella moments there. I was going to say, <laughs> no, you can't come. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyways. Boom. <laughs> and so when Maul would arrive at the selection arena, he would see the man with Sidious, which would uh, cause him to break into a sudden burst of anger and use the dark side and force choke the two brothers and then the keeper, killing them both. Or killing, I guess, all three. Wow. Well, when you see the guy that's there to select someone is the one who... Quote, unquote, made your mother abandon you to all this abuse. I mean, I'd lose it, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't blame him. I'd snap. Sidious was beyond pleased at Maul's progress and declared Maul the victor and his new apprentice. After he took Maul off of Dathomir, Mother Talzin would swear she'd get her stolen son back and take revenge on Sidious. To which I, I do love this whole, like, you are the victor, I will take you. And just ignoring the fact, like, I'm the one who made you the victor. Oh, yeah. I, I said this this was never a question. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't going to let everybody else in on that. Yeah, true. So, serving the Sith, and under Sidious's tutelage, Maul would train as a Sith apprentice, Sith warrior, and Sith assassin. Eventually being given the title Darth Maul. For years, Darth Maul was trained to become a weapon of the Sith. He became an acrobatic warrior, one trained to be relentless against his enemies, and learned to use a double-bladed lightsaber, eventually crafting his own using plans given to him by his master. This is one, because, you know, the whole rule of two. Yeah. Plagueis knew about Maul, thinking he was only going to be used as a weapon, as a Sith assassin. Essentially as what... um, Asajj Ventress was to Dooku. Which has a weird, like, subtle, like, third rule they got do yeah. have in the Sith. Like, no, 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 you can have a 
an assassin you train in that. But I feel like the Sith implemented that as a way to kind of have their own apprentice. Oh, they all know exactly what's going on. Yeah, exactly. There's no, it's one of those like, hey, I got this Sith assassin. Mm-hmm. They all just tend to be, pay attention very well enough to know like Sidious did with Asajj. Like, yeah. oh no, she's getting too powerful. Kill him. Yep. So Maul mastered his anger, letting it burn in him. And under his master's supervision, began to turn his anger into hate. Because it all eventually leads there. <laughs> yep. So during his training, Sidious would take Maul to Malachor to bear witness to a great battle that occurred there between the Jedi and the Sith. Because if I remember correctly, that was one of the final battles between the Jedi and one of the ancient Sith Orders. I believe they you. like dropped a massive, I think it was the thought bomb oh. where they wiped out everyone. Yeah. That, that kind of led to uh, what became eventually became the rule of two. Yep. And Sidious forced Maul to breathe in the ashes of Sith warriors slain when the ancient weapon was activated in the Sith, in the Sith temple on the planet. Cause the worst part is it was a Sith. If I remember correctly, it was a Sith that blew it up themselves. Yep. They're like, because, nope, we're just ending it. Cause if I remember correctly, the, kind of the leader of the Sith at the time and that uh, found that ancient weapon but didn't fully comprehend it and the Sith who came up with the rule too knew what that was going to do. Yep. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be there. Uh, I'm going to let you guys just wipe each other out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because of that, the Malachor was a very, became a very important planet to the Sith. I mean, <laughs> a lot of anger, death, and destruction there. So, makes sense. <laughs> So while breathing in this ash, Maul had visions of members of the Sith Order being struck down by Jedi. He felt the slash of saber after saber as he felt the death of his Sith brethren. His Sith training made Maul long for revenge against the Jedi Order, which had defeated the Sith a millennia earlier. With his master, Darth Maul hoped to destroy the Jedi and restore the Sith to galactic power. Like, I do, I do just love this, though, because I'm, I'm just like, I feel like you wouldn't train, go this in-depth on an assassin. How, are you, how is the other guy not figuring this out? I mean, Sidious was very uh, smart. Oh, we yeah. went over in his episode. <laughs> True. So, however, Maul's hatred of the Jedi was a little bit more personal than just that. So he was filled with anger when he realized that as a child, the Jedi had not come for him. Maul didn't know if they found him unworthy or simply just ignored him. And then neglect would fuel his rage, counting the days until he could have his revenge. Uh, he was impatient with his master's planning, uh, resenting the plan and suffering he felt um, as he waited for his time to unleash himself on the galaxy that hurt him so much. So he was very, I want to do this now. I don't like the Sith plan. I don't like waiting. He was impulsive. He, he was a warrior. He was a, yeah, an impulsive warrior. Uh, I mean, makes sense. I don't think he really learns patience until later on. Yeah, until <laughs> much later on. Yeah. But it's not really a... He kind of learns trial by fire. Yeah, he kind of was forced to learn patience. Which, as we'll get into it, that's kind of his thing. So, revealing the Sith to the Jedi. After Amidala and the Jedi Knights, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi has escaped Naboo... And because Amidala was necessary for the plan, Sidious dispatched Maul to find the Queen and the Jedi. So at this point, we're into episode one and the movies. Heck yeah. Because outside of him doing 
one or two smaller things. There wasn't a lot of him between him growing up and episode one in canon. In canon, yet. Like, in Legends, there was so much, because there were so many stories talking about how he would fight. He would go off and fight pirates. Like, he trained with droids that were set to kill him, so, like, he had to get good. Also, it wasn't, like, the whole tattoos, too, part of the Legends, like, Maul. I mean, that's part of the canon, too, but that's part of when he was a child. Ah. (laughs) Like, it is just part of their um, culture, and he receives them. Okay, because I thought there was like a thing in Legends where Maul basically tortured the tattoos into him at I some mean, point. Legends, that might have been true. But I was yeah, gonna, canon, in, le- in Legends, that's where I'm pretty sure that came from. But yeah, we lost so much. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the cool characters lost a lot of their history. So Maul would trace a distress call from C.O. Bibble, the governor of Naboo, which Queen Amidala received on Tatooine. With his master's permission, Maul would travel to Tatooine to locate the queen. He would land in the desert with his personal starship, establishing it as a mobile base for his operation. Okay. Uh, so, from his starship, he launched a trio of Sith probe droids to seek out the Queen and the Jedi protectors. And thanks to one of them, he discovers her ship just as it was preparing to leave. Maul rode across Tatooine, and, uh, Tatooine sand dunes on his bl- blood fin? Apparently, that's what that little speeder's called. I mean, it's a cool speeder. And oh, yeah. I'm sad we never get to see one again. Uh, his personal vehicle of choice towards the Queen's ship. However, he would encounter Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, if only he knew the importance of that little child. <laughs> right? He would have struck <laughs> whole, him down the right there. The could have been ended right away. <laughs> So, Maul, though, would attack Jin and have a short but very intense duel, using his superior agility and ferocity to tire out Jin. Um, just as Qui-Gon was about to succumb to Maul's power and the fury, and his fury, uh, the Queen's ship would come to the rescue and Jin would jump onto it, uh, leaving Maul fuming with rage in the sand, where it's very coarse. <laughs> and it got everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Such bad writing. I couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> so, Duel on Naboo. Still in episode one, but we're, we're going to get real interesting after this, I bet. So, after Tatooine, Maul was sent to Naboo by his master and arrived on the planet at the same time as the Queen and Jedi. Yeah, he wasn't far behind them when he left. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> So upon his, uh, his arrival, he was greeted by the Nemodians, um, which were the Trade Federation main species, I guess. Um, but he would ignore them in their attempts to comfort him. He instead chose to quickly choose his battleground. Because he knew what he was there for. True. <laughs> and also smart of him to uh, preemptively choose the battleground. Like, Oh, yeah. That, that is one thing I do like that they never showed in the movies, as we can kind of learn. He was very specific and chose what, where they fought on purpose. Oh, I mean, makes sense, especially when you see him in the Clone Wars and the Rebels. Like, Maul's not, like, Maul's a warrior through and through. Like, he's a very intelligent battle-wise. Oh, yeah. So, um, he would decide to lure the Jedi into a series of catwalks and corridors leading to and into the power generator facility, not far from the hangars. He would practice swinging his saber and moving around, getting used to the surroundings. So, yeah, preemptively already honing himself to the field. Yep, and he would, he would choose that final room where you see the, the duel take place on purpose because he knew Qui-Gon's fighting style. 
was also a acrobatic style. So he forced him into a small place. He couldn't use it. Smart. So when the battle would reach the royal palace, Maul would engage the Jedi in their duel. While dominating the duel, he would give ground to lure them where he wanted them. Because he just very slowly walked out of the hangar and into the catwalks. <laughs> yeah, he straight up played them. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, he would separate the Jedi by knocking Kenobi off a catwalk down several levels. And then use laser walls in the final hallway to keep them separated. In the final room, he would take advantage of the separation and kill Jin. And honestly, brilliant. Yep, because he knew, like I said, he knew Qui-Gon's style was very acrobatic. He needed the space to move. There wasn't a lot. And at this point, he's far younger than Qui-Gon. He has tired out the old guy. <laughs> and like, also, Qui-Gon's probably the biggest threat. Oh, yeah. Like, even Sidious knew that Qui-Gon was a giant threat because of the way he viewed the Force. Yeah, I mean, I think, didn't we find out, like, Qui-Gon is one of the few Jedi that Sidious was actually afraid of. <laughs> yeah. That's saying someone. <laughs> right. So when Kenobi finally caught up, the two would engage in a ferocious fight with, uh, with Kenobi filled with anger and grief over the death of, death of his master and friend. Although Kenobi chopped Maul's uh, double-blade lightsaber in half, Maul would disarm Kenobi and force-push him over the edge of a vast reactor shaft. And I think this is one of the two, maybe three times Kenobi was very close to the dark side mm. in his entire lifetime. Yeah, and also this also adds to my theory that that Obi Wan is a master of the low ground. He's never beaten anybody from the high ground. He's always beat him from the low ground, a low position. Not Anakin though. He did technically have the high ground. Anakin jumped over him, and that's when he struck. But he was still on the high ground when it started. Well, it started, but he got him above him yeah, before he took on. Okay. So, caught off guard, Kenobi dropped his lightsaber and found himself dangling over the abyss from a small input nozzle. Maul kicked Kenobi's lightsaber into the sh shaft below. As Maul taunted the young Jedi, trying to dislodge him from the wall, Kenobi calmed himself and used the Force to jump back up and summon Jin's lightsaber into his hand. Yeah, they can do that, Maul. <laughs> well, you gotta remember, at this point, he's cocky. He's been waiting for this moment. He just killed a Jedi Master. This other one's... Until he shows that he's calming down and ready to do something, he was in disarray on that ledge. Oh, no, 100%. It, just, it always cracks me up when it's the minor thing where you're like, oh, yeah, we can, we can move objects with our minds. So, in an instant, Kenobi sliced... Uh, the blade through Maul's waist, cutting him in half and sending him falling down the shaft, an act that would drive him to insanity and hatred towards Kenobi. I mean, the fact he survived is a pretty miracle. So part of that is, if I remember correctly, Zabrax, I mean, part of the, I think that helped him, Zabrax have two hearts. So, wow. that, and I mean, and you're getting sent, you're getting cauterized by a lightsaber as soon as you're being cut. So, I mean, there's like no blood loss. True, true. So, exile in the Outer Rim. So, however, through his hatred and rage, Maul managed to survive being cut in half as his top half fell down the reactor shaft and into trash, a trash container. 
The combination of his Night Sister magics, uh, Dithmerian physiology, and Sith tenacity served to keep him tethered to life even as his sanity began to leave him. Because, oh, God, did it begin to leave him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I guess when you really can't move anymore, all I, you got left is your hatred, and it just drives you insane. I mean, I've, it's one of those, like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Do you help? So Maul's shattered body would end up being dumped on the junkyard world of Lotho Minor, uh, where he lived in the bowels of the planet. There he utilized discard metal to fashion himself a six-limbed apparatus that would allow him to walk again. This is a little... Like spider leg body he had going. I was gonna say it's creepy. It's cool, but it's creepy. Honestly, like, I love it, and I kind of wish he kept it longer. Right? Because it kind of just fits that crazy, insane part of him. That's kind of why I'm like, it's creepy, but it's cool. I, I'm like, I'm like, I loved it because it's kind of creepy. Yep. <laughs> So during his exile, he made a bargain with a sentient, uh, sneaky anaconda. Anaconda. Called Morley, who agreed to bring Maul food in return for his leftovers. Over the years, Maul was driven mad with rage and despair, but remained driven by thoughts of revenge against Kenobi. And yeah, he. <laughs> I mean, they say the dark side will, you know, is a pathway to many things people uh, see as unnatural. <laughs> and it quite is how he survived. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, into the Clone Wars, being rescued by his brother. Uh, Mother Talzin knew that Maul had survived. During the Clone Wars, she told his brother Savage Opress that the former Sith Lord could be found in the Outer Rim. And Talzin would give Opress a talisman that would help him find Maul, and then send him out to locate his brother. Which, at some point, like, it'd be a short episode, but I wouldn't mind doing an episode on his brother, Savage. That'd be fun. That. So, Opress, Opress found Lotho Minor and discovered his crazed brother living there. But Maul did not know who Opress was and barely had a hold on his own identity. All that remained of the one-time Sith Lord was his lust for revenge against the Jedi. Yeah, he is, like, gone when he finds him. Honestly, that was a fun episode to, to watch and just see how insane Maul was. Yeah. So, believing that Morley had se uh, severed his brother and driven him crazy, Opress would kill the Anacondon, and to restore Maul's memories would take him back to Dathomir, where Mother Talzin repaired Maul's mind and gave him a, a new pair of cybernetic legs through an incantation and using the Separatist droids during the Battle of ba uh, Dathomir. Which, I do love the legs that she gives him, because I like that they kept in... Because that was the original fan-made like little yeah. cartoon of him. Having those legs. So I thought that was a good nod to his, how, oh, yeah. to his original design. So resurfacing in the galaxy. With his mind restored, Maul set out to seek revenge against Kenobi for defeating him on Naboo. And led the now Jedi High Council member to Redonia by slaughtering civilians to draw Kenobi out. Yeah, Maul wasn't playing around. I know, he, he had one thing in mind and that was it. Yep. So Maul and Impress would manage to capture Kenobi. Uh, however, the Jedi would be rescued by Azaj Ventress, a former acolyte of Darth Tyrannus and the Dathomir Witch who once commanded Impress. Because that was a whole nother story. and <laughs> We'll definitely have to do an episode on either, uh, at this point, maybe one or both. 
I was gonna say we got we got a few characters that are popping up here that I'm like, man, we should definitely do episodes oh, yeah. on them. So Kenobi and Maul engage in a lightsaber duel for the first time in over a decade. And Maul goaded Kenobi into anger by talking about how he killed Qui-Gon Jinn. Kenobi was overwhelmed as a result and decided it would be best for he and Ventress to escape the ship. Although Kenobi had escaped, Maul knew that the Jedi would begin pursuing him, which would play into Maul's hands in his quest for revenge. Because, yeah, at that point, like, Maul's not trying to get away. He wants uh-huh. Kenobi to come at him. <laughs> and, like he says, he knows that he's going to keep chasing him because Kenobi also knows that he's just going to start killing people yep. like he did to reveal himself as alive again. Exactly. So, following these events, Maul would encounter a child whom he spoke about his return to the Galactic Affairs with, uh, promising the child that he would soon have his revenge and expose the Jedi to be a false order. And the brothers would begin a rampage across the galaxy. <laughs> you know, nothing like learning about the Galactic Affairs from a child. Right. <laughs> but I also feel like it's probably the only one that would have spoke to him. <laughs> yeah, True. So, after selling the valuables on the space station, the brothers traveled to Florum, where they bridged a... Bribed. Oh, bribed. Okay. Where they bribed a squad of pirates into joining them. Although some joined, others questioned Maul and Oppress's motives and were killed as a result, as Hondo... Onaka, the pirate leader, was forced to watch. I do love Hondo. God dang it, man. It's not the Bindu. (laughs) Eventually, the brothers faced off against Kenobi and fellow member of the Jedi High Council, Council, Adi Gallia, uh, who attracted them there. After a duel that left Gallia dead, Kenobi lured the brothers into the pirate base, where they continued their duel in an isolated passage. Uh, when Opress had his arm cut off, Maul would use the force to push Kenobi down the tunnel, causing a cave-in before ordering it a retreat. Yeah, I remember because, yeah, the pirates even turned on him. Oh, yeah, which we get into in a second. Cool. But yeah, at this point, I mean, Kenobi's also already started to become a master of his defensive style, so at this point, it's, it's hard to really get one up on him. Kenobi's a difficult one to duel, especially if you're in a... Like a Sith, an aggressive fighter. Yeah. Because, yeah, his whole thing is to counter. <laughs> so he also discovered that Onaga's forces reconciled with the renegade pirates. And likewise, Maul's hired group had turned on him. The brothers would promptly escape. They later barely escaped the doomed ship after one of Onaka's pirates shot out, shot out its engines with a rocket launcher. <laughs> Because they're pirates. Because because of this, uh, Han, Hondo, 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 right. God dang it, Hondo, oh, not a you. Yeah. Okay. Because of this, Hondo believed that Maul and Opress were incinerated in the crash, though Kenobi suspected otherwise. Because Kenobi is smart. Yeah. You don't just assume people are dead. I mean. Hondo's just a very much, okay, that's out of the way. Let's do this. He's a. Uh, yeah, but even being Hondo, I still wouldn't have just assumed. Like, I would have gone out to make sure these two are dead that just caused all these problems and destruction in your base. That would have been the smart move, but I've never seen Hondo make a smart move. <laughs> and he's known to do it. 
Very ADHD, I feel sometimes. <laughs> so, as becoming ruler of Mandalore and revenge against Kenobi. So, shortly after a coup, which... So, I guess leading up to this, most of what we are skipping over, we actually learn in Bo-Katan's episode a couple weeks earlier. Or, I guess at this point, a couple months earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, where they um, kind of take over Mandalore with the help of the Death Watch. Yep. And then... Uh, Maul throws a coup and takes over Mandalore himself. As a, which go check out the episode if you're curious about that. So shortly after that coup, Maul would learn the Duchess uh, had tried to escape from prison and transmitted a distress call to the Jedi. Having learned of the Kenobi's old friendship and relationship with Kreese, Maul realized she could serve as bait for his arch, arch enemy and a uh, perfect tool for his revenge against the Jedi Master. Just gave him, just, yep. Just walked right into that. <laughs> so, as Mandalore was technically neutral in the Clone Wars, Maul knew that Kenobi could not receive an official sanction from the Jedi Council for a rescue mission. Yeah, they get real political in that at certain points. <laughs> as such, he predicted that Kenobi would mount his rescue alone. Which he did, and promptly failed. Yeah, wasn't great. So, in the throne room, Maul would taunt Kenobi to give in to the dark side, all while holding Kreese in a forced grip. Kenobi angrily refused and told Maul he had been the Sith Lord's village on Dathomir. Uh, Kenobi would further bring up Maul's horrific past by saying that he had not been Maul's decision to join the dark side, but rather the Night Sisters forced it upon him. I mean, they technically didn't either, but... Yeah. <laughs> But nobody really knew about uh, Palpatine behind the scenes. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I feel like a lot of this could have been cleared up if one person was able to get that info out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the comments struck a nerve, angry mauling, causing him to lash out. He reminded Kenobi that it was the Jedi Master who truly made Maul suffer for over 10 years, and that it was time for Kenobi to share in his agony. At that moment, Maul activated the Darksaber and stabbed it through Duchess's chest. Kreese? Uh, Kreese. died in Kenobi's arms before Maul ordered that Kenobi be taken to the prison to con contemplate his loss. Because why would you just execute him right there? You want him to suffer. Exactly. I, and I, he uh, even said that in the episode. And I get, I get that, <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm like, eh. I don't trust Kenobi. He's a, he's a little escape artist. I mean, he probably didn't either, but he probably had plans to deal with him later. Public but, execution uh, would have made... Yeah, he probably uh, had... Great. He, probably not even execution. Probably just other ways to torture him. Nah, you're right. But unfortunately, you know, Bo-Katan um, kind of had other plans when she uh, rebelled against Maul. True. Kind of screwed up with a lot of things. Which would help lead to a duel with Darth Sidious. Sidious. <laughs> okay, so, water boy. So Bo-Katan and her night owls would fight Maul's Mandalorian super commandos, bringing a civil war again to Mandalore. Uh, as their forces collided, Darth Sidious would arrive at the royal palace, having sensed that, sensed that Maul was growing stronger and become a rival after learning of Maul's activities from Kenobi and Skywalker. You know... One beautiful thing about playing both sides, you get all the information. Yeah. You can kind of, yeah, you, 
Like you get all the in, you get all the intel from your side. You get all the intel from your enemy's side. Like you, there's nothing you don't know. Often. True. So when Sidious arrives, Maul senses his old master's presence. And prepared to face him, Maul claimed that he had taken Mandalore and built an army in the hopes of becoming Sidious's apprentice once more. But the Dark Lord saw through Maul's deception and attacked the brothers, demonstrating his superior power through force attacks. And he just like destroyed them with oh, his force. He wrecks them. Like it's one of those, like, I think it really showed what we talked about in the Sidious episode. He wasn't a fan of lightsabers. He used them as a joke. Yep. But <laughs> as we learn through the next couple of bits, he was still very proficient with them. Yeah. So, because after Sidious would release the duo from his force grip, all three would draw their weapons and begin to duel. Sidious's overwhelming prowess proved far too much for them, and he managed to stun Maul by force pushing him into a wall before taking on Opress alone. Uh, Maul would regain consciousness just in time to see Opress be fatally impaled by Sidious's blades. Because not only in this duel was he using a blade, he was using both his blades. Yep. And yeah, he just dog walks him, man. Oh yeah, so it was like, like, like you said, it was like, yes, Sidious preferred the force. Didn't really like using a blade because he saw it as primitive and a Jedi thing, but he was still very good at it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of almost one of those he learned to be so good almost sarcastically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it went in the same way as how he built his lightsaber. As yeah. a joke to the Sith or the Jedi. Man. So Maul rushed to his brother's side, where in his final moments, Opress would die by his brother's side. Sidious was amused by Maul's grief and reminded Maul that there could only be two Sith and that he had been replaced. Which, ouch. <laughs> yeah. So, in rage, Maul would light both his own lightsaber and the darksaber and attack his former master. Maul would hold his own better than Opress, but ultimately outclassed by the more experienced and skilled Dark Lord and disarmed. Uh, Sidious would telekinetically assault Maul multiple times, throwing him against the walls and smashing him into the ground, severely weakening him. Yeah, he's, uh, he definitely, yeah, he's like, okay, I'm gonna show you what's up. <laughs> yeah. So, Maul pleaded for mercy, but Sidious re, uh, reposted, <laughs> reposted? Reposted. Okay. So, Maul pleaded for mercy, but Sidious reposted that in the Sith, there were no, there was no mercy. And began to sadistically torture him with blasts of force lightning. The Sith Lord revealed he had no intentions of killing his former apprentice and still had uses for Maul. He wanted to use Maul to draw Mother Talzin into the open so she could be defeated. Though he did not reveal this plan to Maul. Because, I mean, why would he? <laughs> oh, yeah. It would, that wouldn't really benefit him. Which we would see in the, and kind of skipped it out because it was a, a small-ish part with a lot of over detail. Um, but he would eventually get um, escape capture from um, Darth Sidious and lead him to Mother Talzin. Oh. Where he would end up using Grievous and the battle droids to destroy the Night Sisters. Oh, yeah. I remember that battle. So he followed through on what he'd planned. By leaving Maul alive. Heck yeah. So now leading into the Siege of Mandalore in Order 66. 
So during the final days of the Clone Wars, and only a few days after Maul and his loyal troops would return to Mandalore, they would be under siege by Bo-Katan's Mandalorians and a battalion of clone troopers led by Commander Rex and Ahsoka Tano. So, towards the end of the battle, Maul would return to the throne room and be confronted by Bo-Katan, Rex, and Ahsoka. Here, he would return a captured trooper, Jesse, as a show of good faith. (laughs) Earlier in the battle, he captured Jesse and I think a couple other troopers trying to get info out of him. Yeah, And Jesse was the last one alive. (laughs) If I remember correctly, he used, like, the mind tricks to kind of pry the information out. Yeah, he used the mind probe. Yep. So, Ahsoka would tell Bo-Katan and Rex to leave. This would leave the two alone, and Maul would try to convince Tano of his former master's grand plan and how Skywalker fit into the soon destruction of the Jedi and the Republic. And he was doing it very calmly, and he almost had her until he brought up Anakin. He was so close. It was one of those, like, it's one, like I love Darth Maul, but it's also one of those, I geez, the bad guy. It's one of the few times where I'm looking at the bad guy, I'm like, join him! This is, like, you could save the galaxy! You, I know really he's a, could have. I'm like, I know he's a villain, but for God's sakes, this is the one time you should trust the villain. <laughs> and again, she almost did. So Hell, he brought up Skywalker. That was the catalyst. Yep. Which, you know, her master, former master. So Tano, uh, Tano would accuse Maul of lying, and they would engage in a duel in the throne room. During the duel, Tano would prove to be tough, a, a tough opponent, even though Maul was stronger and more experienced. I mean... She learned a lot under Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Especially because I feel like... Yeah, Skywalker was definitely taught her trial by fire in a way. Oh, yeah. Like, a little like less deadly than what Maul went through, but pretty similar as far as, like, I'm not taking it easy in this trail. <laughs> so, Tano would draw out the fight, and when... And they would end up uh, outside of the throne room and up on some rafters in the dome. Um, But she would eventually get the upper hand on him and would save him from falling off of the rafters and holding him in the air with a force until he was restrained by the clones. And he would later be imprisoned in a Mandalorian vault designed to hold force uh, sensitive beings. (laughs) Again, we talked about during the Bo-Katan episode. Yep. Yeah, and at this point, Maul just kind of wants to die because he's oh, like, yeah. he's like, I, I don't want to be here for the end. I'm a warrior. I want to die a warrior. I don't want to be captured because he knows, like, yeah, if if uh, if the emperor takes over, he's not exactly gonna be okay. Oh God, no. <laughs> so Ahsoka would have him transferred into the Republic Star Destroyer, the Tribunal. That's oh. the title of the ship. Oh, that's kind of an interesting name. So, while en route to uh, Coruscant, Sidious would enact Order 66. Causing the clones to turn on Ahsoka, Tano would manage to reach Maul and knock out two troopers as they were preparing to kill Maul. Because technically, even with Ahsoka, it was like the way Order 66 worked is they killed Force Sensitives. Yep. Hence why they're getting ready to kill Maul. <laughs> they're like... You can use the force. You're a Jedi. The same thing. Exactly. They didn't care. It was very. Oh, it was a very loose rule of killing. It really was. So Maul would express his surprise that Tano had survived, but she uh, threatened him with her lightsabers and demanded to know if he was behind the events, which the former Sith had denied. 
Then uh, she then revealed that the clones had turned against her, and Maul laughed at the brilliance of Sidious's plan to use the Jedi's army to destroy them, much to her disgust. Because <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. That was the bet. That was the smartest decision Sidious made in the entire war. Oh, 100%. percent. Like, yeah, we're gonna let you get used to these troops, let them befriend you, get get their trust, and then we're gonna use them against you. Which really messed up the Jedi Order. So Maul went on to explain that despite being Sidious's apprentice, he was unaware of the plan's uh, final details. He then proposed a team-up with the former Jedi Padawan, but she harshly rejected his offer and told him he was merely a distraction to cause some chaos, refusing to lend him one of her weapons to aid in his escape, which he did not need. Oh, yeah, no, we, we get into that in the next one. <laughs> yeah. Because despite being unarmed, Maul, using the Force, uh, would rip panels from the walls, tore a path of destruction through the ship, slaughtering every clone trooper in his way. And boy, did he. Oh, yeah. In <laughs> some very gruesome ways, too. Uh, when a group of clones attempted to seal themselves off from him, he would use the force to pull one trooper's arms through the closing blast door, severing it, and providing Maul with an active comm risk connect, uh, connecting to him to the clone's radio chatter. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Straight pulls his arm and head through and just... Yep. There was no stopping that door. That was a brutal. Like, yeah, he just goes ham on them. <laughs> So, Maul then made his way to the hyperdrive room, still using his stolen wrist comm to listen in on the clones. Two troopers then showed up and aimed their guns at him, but he effortlessly lifted them into the air and choked them. Entering the hyperdrive room, Maul quickly dispatched all of the clones using the Force and tore the control uh, console away before pulling the hyperdrive generator down, causing the vessel to drop out of light speed over a moon where it became caught in its gravity wall or gravity well. Which, yeah, no, he, uh, well, he was a distraction. And then some. (laughs) Because I also don't think uh, Soka really expected him to go that far or I I think she didn't give him enough credit thinking he'd survive that many clones. Yeah, I think she, I think, honestly, I think she thought he might slaughter through them, but I think she thought he was just going to try to escape out of a pod or something, not bring the whole ship out of hyperdrive. He had to, to be able to escape. They're in in hyperspace. I don't know how that works in that universe. (laughs) So as the ship began falling out of the sky and onto the moon's surface, Maul would make his way to the hangar and begin running towards the shuttle. Soka saw him, gave chase, but Maul attacked her with a force and said that he was only causing chaos like she wanted. <laughs> so enraged, Ahsoka nearly killing him with a swipe from her lightsabers, but he re- uh, retaliated by pushing her into a pit, though she would be saved by the astromech droid RGG-1. Because, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't wrong. He was just doing what she wanted. <laughs> yeah. I love his logic on that. Maul's a, sa- <laughs> Maul's a bit sassy, and I like it. <laughs> So Maul then tried to take off in the uh, shuttle, and though Ahsoka attempted to stop him again and grab the shuttle using the Force, she was ultimately forced to let him go when both R7-A7 and Rex, who had his behavioral modification biochip removed by Ahsoka, were shot by clone troopers, allowing Maul to escape into hyperspace, planning to rebuild his empire. Yeah, that was 
a very epic scene too. Oh God, yeah, dude, that last see that last few episodes in the last season of Clone Wars, they did not skimp. Oh God, no, they knew that it was the end. They're like, we're going all out, and they did. <laughs> I mean, especially they went all out on that fight scene with him and Ahsoka in the throne room, dude. It's God, a, yeah, the, that the was motion a- capture bringing back the actor. From played. Darth Maul. Yep. God, that was a good scene. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of what we got for uh, Darth Maul. For part one. For part one. Because we're and- going to have to come back for part two to do justice to his time after the Empire takes over. Because, yeah, he does go through a lot after that. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I thought about adding it. I was like, no, I'm going to start skipping way too much. Like, I can't do this. I can't do that to him. That's, it's going to need a part two for his time after the Empire. That's fair. But so, we will end with some fun facts about his, his uh, design. Cool. So Maul's facial tattoos would be inspired by indigenous peoples of Brazil, which I thought was kind of cool. Makes sense, too, actually. Never seen any of the people from Brazil, so I have no idea how accurate it is, but now I'm curious. Huh. I could see it. Kind of one of my favorite ones. So apparently the uh, horns were originally supposed to be feathers based on prayer totems. But the creatures, creature effects crew uh, would interpret them as horns instead. So now I want to huh. see a feathered Darth Maul. I really... It's like the, the thing of the raptors from Jurassic Park. Yeah. To what they really look like. I want to see a feathered Darth Maul. I really do now, too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I wanted that until now. <laughs> right? So, uh, at one point... Uh, when George Lucas decided to resurrect Darth Maul for the Clone Wars after developing the character of Savage Press, Siri co-creator Dave Filoni originally, initially responded with his idea as unrealistic because it's over. He's cut in half. How does that work? And according to Filoni, Lucas simply replied, I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I could see that. Yeah. At that point, he's like, I don't know. There's something out there. You can figure it out. I know you. <laughs> And it's one of those, like, I saw somebody was talking about, it, and um, the whole reason why, like, I feel Darth Maul was accepted so much, especially when he came back, and why some of the career, I think it was, like, this interview with some of the creators they talked about, they're like, we honestly didn't mind bringing him back, because his story wasn't really told. Oh, yeah. He was just and such was a... very clearly a big fan favorite. Yeah. Like, when Boba Fett started, said very little... And became a huge phenomenon that created an entire race. Yeah, exactly. And you have almost the exact same thing with Darth Maul. And so, because, yeah, I think it was with, like, the original creators. And they talked about, like, there was a one character that they had discussed bringing back. But they're like, his story's over. Like, we yeah. told the whole story of that character. But Maul, that was a one-off in one movie. We could, there's so much potential. Oh, God, yes, there was. And, yeah. I, and he, boy, did they explore it. <laughs> Because honestly, until I saw the Clone Wars, I was like, yeah, I liked Maul, but I wasn't like a huge fan favorite for me in that. Because I was just like, no, he's a cool character, but like, I don't really know anything about him. Yeah, I I definitely was one of those that read up a lot about him before he returned. So I was was ecstatic when he came back. That's fair. When he came back and I got to know the character, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I, I remember reading all a bunch of the stories from Legends and seeing how he trained as an, a Sith assassin, and so yeah, it was awesome getting to see him come back. I bet I've bet for those of you who were actual fans beforehand. But yeah, so uh, that's what we got for Darth Maul Part One. 
I mean, let's ask the question now because I feel like we're going to say it both times. Right. You a fan, Joker? Oh, definitely. Same here. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.